Welcome to the Between Jobs Podcast, one man's journey through the joys and wonders of unemployment. Episode one. I, I kind of feel a little bit like a fraud. At the air he chews, dog with a no bone blues, dog with a no bone blues. Welcome to the Between Jobs Podcast. Um, one man's journey through the joys and wonders of unemployment. I'm your host, Andrew Gonzalez. I was laid off on November 16th, 2018, and I've been unemployed for 27 days. Um, my previous job, uh, I worked as a communications director for a labor union, and um, they just simply ran out of money, uh, so I got laid off. Um, and it feels like I should be mad about something, but there's nothing I could have done, right? The company ran out of money. My position got eliminated. I got laid off. And here I am now trying to search for work, um, which is supposed to be a great economic environment, but it's not feeling that way for the rest of us. And I'm sure many of you feel the same way. Um, and I don't know if this is going to be a podcast going to help you find work or um, help you in your journey or your search, but sometimes it's just good to talk to somebody or listen to someone's other story about their search for unemployment. I don't know what every week's going to look like or sound like, um, and I'm hoping that this podcast doesn't last very long, so hopefully I'll find work and <laughs> I won't have to do this much longer. But uh, this will just be my journey uh, as long as we go on this. Uh, on This uh, This will just be my journey as long as we're here. <clears throat> a little bit about me. Um, I have a family of uh, seven. I've got five children and my wife, of course, myself. And we just bought a house in January. Um, it's December 13th, 2018. So we were on the cusp of Christmas and uh, I was laid off a couple days before Thanksgiving. Um, so that is the joy um, that I'm going through. Uh, and I'm sure many of you feel uh, the same way if you're listening to this now, you know, how you're gonna get through and pay the bills and um, provide for your family, your kids or yourself. And um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of that too. Um, and I would invite you to share some of that with us. Um, but a little bit more about myself, um, sort of, you know, where I'm coming from and, and my resume. Um, back, I graduated from high school back in 1997. Um, instantly went into the United States Army. <clears throat> I spent four years in the United States Army Infantry. Uh, spent some time in Kuwait. Um, got out in July of 2001. So if you do your math, I got out just before September 11th. And I never got called back. I think I got lucky with some movement and paperwork. And I never got called back into the reserves to go serve. Um, so that was a good thing because it was infantry. I was a one-way ticket to Iraq and Afghanistan. After the army, I went and um, went back to junior college. I was a terrible student in high school, um, but I had to teach myself how to be a good student. Went to junior college, got good grades, and actually got admitted to the University of Southern California, fight on. Um, spent three years there. Got a degree in political science. Politics was always a passion of mine. Um, enjoying, you know, where we come from and, and who we are as a people. So I studied political science, really enjoyed it a lot. And I got a job right out of college working for a real estate developer, um, trying to build um, condos and townhouses in, um, in San Pedro, California. And my job was to do public relations work and community relations and uh, political relations work. Attempting to convince the city councilwoman at the time to approve a zoning change for our property. That company went out of business, uh, and I got laid off, and this is going to be a theme, <laughs> um, so I had to go find work. 
So I started doing some independent contract work. I worked for, worked for a, a political consulting firm that made mailers and flyers for um, you know city council people and candidates. Um, after the uh, the income that I was promised but did not come to fruition, um, I took a job as a campaign um, manager for a guy running for state assembly here in California. Um, I ended up going to work for a giant loser um, who had no money and was totally corrupt. Um, and has spent his lifetime trying to get back into becoming a city councilman, and he has just failed time and time again. Um, he made promises how much money he had, and of course that fell through as well. So I was forced to uproot my family. Um, we went up north to Oregon, um, where I took a job with a group called the Alliance for Retired Americans. Uh, this is a retiree organization um, that helps union retirees stay organized and fight for things like Medicare and Social Security and that kind of stuff. It was a great experience. Um, I was a state organizer. I helped grow that organization. But the, the friends that I made up there um, are still some of my friends today. What's really funny, too, is I'm always like... I was all like 23, 24 years old, trying to tell these retirees how to organize and how to do jobs that they have done their entire lives. Um, but it was a really good and rewarding experience. Um, and that was in 2008, the 2008 elections. Um, I was promised this would turn into a full-time gig and it eventually did not because uh, we were in the midst of the economic meltdown. Um, so I couldn't continue to stay in Oregon far away from my family. So I left that and then here I am in the midst of an economic meltdown. Um, I started taking on these really odd jobs. I sold insurance for a while, and that was terrible. Um, I, I got lucky to land a job at my grandmother's UPS store. Um, and it was <laughs> I, I was lucky to have that job. This would have been 2009. I was making $9 an hour with no health benefits, and I was lucky to have that job. Um, my grandmother eventually sold her store, um, and I picked up a job at a, a, a small regional self-storage company called StoreQuest Self-Storage. Um, started as a uh, assistant manager and worked my way into a uh, general manager of my own location out in La Quinta, California. Um, I kept trying to move my way up in that organization as well, and I kept hitting roadblocks. Apparently, they just weren't interested in me doing anything other than being their store manager at $13 an hour. So I sought employment elsewhere. Uh, I landed, eventually landed a job at a place called Ashford University. Uh, they're an online university that uh, provides uh, college education. People can't get into regular college. Um, worked there for just under six months because, once again, this is the running theme, I got laid off, me and about 300 other people. This was a long one. Uh, this was like the midst. This would have been like 2010, like the midst of the economic meltdown, and they had extended economic uh, the uh, unemployment benefits out as far as they could, and uh, I was milking every last. I wouldn't say milking, but I just couldn't find work. There was no work to be found. You couldn't find work anywhere. Um, I'd go on job interviews, everything. Nothing was out there. Um, but eventually, I got a tip. Um, worked, you know, I got a tip that there was an opening. Um, for a position at a labor union, they needed someone to do public relations work. I asked if I was interested, and I said, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Um, and they were interviewing a bunch of guys who had way more experience than I did. Um, they were professionals in the career uh, or in the industry. They were um, television personalities or uh, news reporters. Um, but they were looking for full-time jobs, like $200,000 a year. And, and the union really wasn't looking to hire at that level. Um, I was young, I was hungry, I had new and fresh ideas, and they liked that, not to mention I was willing to work for cheap. <laughs> so uh, I, I was lucky to land that job, and it's funny, I got that gig um, uh, after I received my last, like a couple of days after I received my last unemployment check. 
Like my very last unemployment check, I landed that gig. Um, so I was lucky to find that. Um, so I started working for uh, this organization um, as an independent contractor, mostly um, writing, uh, you know, not really press releases, but like small news releases to their membership, um, attending meetings on their behalf, and sort of learning about their organization. Um, they had no website, they had no social media, and I convinced them um, to start a website um, and uh, get into the social media game to reach the kind of their members where they were at, uh, be more transparent. That was one of the tasks I wanted to do was be more transparent with their membership. So I, I developed a web um, site for them, a uh, social media platform, uh, and we got to work. Um, my work got recognized within the organization and people, um, other members, other parts of the organization uh, recognized my work and I started picking up uh, new uh, contracts, more clients within the same organization. So major labor units have other locals within them. So I started picking up other local um, work. Um, eventually, my, my first client here at, uh, at, at the union uh, decided to hire me on full time and that was in um, February of 2016. So now I had a lot of, you know, independent contract clients and now I had my job. I had health insurance. I had a steady job. I was really feeling comfortable in my situation. And that's when I decided it was time to buy a house. I haven't owned a house before. Uh, I was 38 years old. I've never owned a house. Never thought I'd ever own a house. Never thought I'd have enough money to buy a house. And here I am in a position to finally do it. So in uh, January of this year, I pulled the trigger and bought my first house. Um, in retrospect, probably a giant mistake. Um... I don't think I ever should have tried to buy a house right now, especially with the market the way it is, peak of the market, interest rates, right? I mean, it's just, it was all just a bad idea. And I, I'm beginning to actually question the, the, um, the, the intelligence of purchasing homes. It just doesn't, the way the job market works today, there's almost no reason to buy a house. It's just, it, it, it just, it's just not the right move, the right way to go, I think. Um, but I got hired on, um, Working really close with my boss, um, really liked him a lot, um, but he was elected to his position. Um, the problem with working for someone who's elected to their position is that they could be removed from office. Um, and that's what happened earlier this year. Uh, my boss was removed from office and uh, an interim uh, general term, uh, interim uh, boss took over. Um, but it became clear that the finances at my work were not well. And they were people were dropping me hints that Perhaps I, you know, may be in danger. I kind of tacitly looked for work, um, not really seriously, and um, <clears throat> I should have been more serious about it. Because on November sixteenth, two thousand eighteen, I was called into the office um, and I was notified that my position was eliminated due to budget cutbacks. I'm lucky to have some private clientele on the side, but uh, I can tell you, being self-employed is very much different than being employed. Um, it's just nowhere the same thing um so what do you do you know how do you move forward i mean the day i i, I kind of expected it so i guess that the the hit wasn't as bad as i thought it would be but you know still it it hurts like what do you do you know i'm a, less than a week before thanksgiving you know a month and a half before christmas and i've got you know five kids to take care of and provide a christmas for what do you do you know um so I called my wife right away. I let her know. Um, she was scared, of course. But, um, you know, I let her know it was going to be okay. Started reaching out to my network. 
um, asking around to see if there was any any you know jobs or anything they had for me, and I was hoping there would be something there. And of course, my network did not come through. Uh, they you know directed me to other places where I could look for work, which was helpful, of course. But that's really not when you're looking for when you're you know in a precarious position of not really being employed. Um, it's the it's the scariness of not having the guarantee. But you know when I think about it now, there is no guarantee of work. Uh, there's no one can guarantee you anything. Um, you could be good at your job, and one day your boss could show up and say, you know what, everyone's gone. You know, so there are no guarantees. But it's good to know you have something. And, you know, that's, you know, that's where I'm at. I got laid off from my job. I got some private clientele, which is helpful, which is probably better than a lot of people have. Um, but it's not the same as being employed. Um, the benefit of my job is I had, you know, really good health insurance that didn't cost me a whole lot. Guaranteed income. I could, you know, I, I, I could plan for my future. I was putting money away into savings for the first time in my life. I was investing in the stock market to try to prepare for my retirement. I have no retirement. I didn't, you know, uh, but I was starting to try to build one. You know, building wealth in my home was was one of the things I was looking to try to do. And now that's all in jeopardy, um, all because I lost my job. And um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to dig my way back in, but um, you know, it's it's going to be tough for a while. So, so I mean, what, what do I do? Now, what do I mean? What do I do? Of course, I look for work, right? I'm applying to like four and five jobs a day, jobs I don't think I'll ever get hired on to, jobs I don't even want. But it's like at this point, I'm feeling the desperation <laughs> of having to go ahead and get something. Um, but going forward, like, what do I do? You know, um, a part of me feels like when I got laid off that I, I kind of feel a little bit like a fraud. Like, I didn't deserve the income that I had coming in for the first time in my life. And I think that maybe comes from the struggle I've had my entire life. If you go back through my resume that I just talked about earlier, I was laid, I've now been laid off three times. Three times I've been laid off. And it just feels like I'm never, ever going to be able to have that career, I guess. Um, I'm nearly 40 years old and I'm starting over again. I can't afford to start over again. Um, but I'm, I'm facing, you know, this continual layoff and hire and layoff and restart kind of cycle I'm on. I feel like, like I'm never going to be able to retire. I'm going to have to just work until the day I die. And I, maybe that's just a, a matter a fact of life now and work in America. But, um, you know, I, I, a part of me feels like I'm a fraud. Like I don't deserve what I have, but you know, I got to keep going. I got, you know, a mortgage to pay and people to feed and you know that's where I'm at I gotta just keep plugging away so in this shortened episode this first episode here um, I'm gonna give you an introduction to the story that I'm gonna be going along what I'm gonna be doing um, things I'm gonna be trying to do um, I think next this next episode we'll be talking about the job search I have been on uh, things I've been doing and actually um, some of the rejections I've already gotten um, some of the frustrations of looking for work. But at this point, when you're unemployed, your job becomes looking for work. So um, thanks for joining me on this uh, first episode of the Between Jobs podcast. Um, uh, next week, of course, we'll have some some job search stuff. But like I said, hopefully um, this podcast will be lasting too long. But until next time, uh, good luck. Good luck.